1: up my spine. Goose
0: pimples. And goose the Goose flesh.
1: Goose flesh. Yes. Wow.
0: So, I love that music. Love it. I do too.
1: It puts me in a good mood actually.
0: It does put me in a good mood as
1: well. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Hello. Happy Friday. Welcome everyone. It is
0: us. The Cold show.
1: <laughs> Thank you for letting us into your living rooms and your cars and your Wherever, uh, wherever
0: we want to be, offices, yeah,
2: on your runs, on yeah. your walks,
0: on your, walk- on your hikes, yeah. on
1: your bathroom breaks, yeah. whatever it is, vacations, you
0: need. wherever, wherever you need us, <laughs> we'll be there,
1: <laughs> we'll
0: be there, <laughs> I like
2: that, I okay. like that a lot,
1: <laughs> so anyway, um, we are here together in our wonderful studio tonight about to discuss a
0: classic film classic classic 60s horror 1962's carnival of souls
1: carnival of souls we go from last week to the amusement park this week
0: to the the carnival carnival. but it's very befitting because it's uh summer and in some places they do carnivals this time of year (laughs) um that's not, true. Uh, in the before times. Yeah, in the before times, <laughs> before there the, you go. before the pandy. Mm. Um, so, and not only are we discussing Carnival of Souls, should we, should we let them in on a little secret?
1: You know what? They're good people. We should do it. Okay, let's do it.
0: Uh, not only are we discussing this film, we have an interview with the woman herself, Candace Hillegas, star of Carnival of Souls. Yay! so pleased and honored that she would um, dignify our basement (laughs) with a visit and sadly I could not be there I was out pounding the pavement doing the work I do she was saving lives.
1: <laughs> she was doing all that good stuff
0: that <laughs> so, she does. Yeah. yeah. So I, it, but I, I, could, I could be there. Could Cand- be there. Candace, but.
2: Candace shirted class up the joint, though, that's for sure. Ne- Neil and I were like, <laughs> Yeah. Feel a little. Schlubby? Yeah, a little bit. When we little say bit.
0: schlubby? Yeah.
2: Out of our element.
1: Yes. Yeah. Having, a, yes. having a class lag like that on the couch. <laughs> I'm not used to having any class on the couch. So <laughs> <laughs> <Don't> be <me. laughs> That'd be me. Anyway, what are you drinking before you drink it?
0: <laughs> I'm going to throw it in your face. Yeah, what, um, what's Neil
2: drinking? <laughs>
0: yeah, I am having some delicious peach fizzy concoction.
2: Peach
1: fizzy concoction.
0: I love peach. It's like one of my favorite flavors. They should
1: pay you to push their peach.
0: This is a different <laughs> brand than I usually do. Right. Well, I change up my brands a lot. I'm not brand loyal.
1: She's not. You're, you're very agnostic to your brand.
0: This hoe is not loyal.
1: Whoa, we don't talk about women that way.
0: Um, <laughs> we can if we decide to. Oh Okay. You we, don't. That's no, I would never. Yeah, yeah.
1: Caleb.
2: Can I? Can I talk like that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I'm having a juicy IPA in my Ooh. cult show mug. Mmm. Mm, mm. Juicy.
1: And tonight I have taken some Coke Zero and paired it with a very lovely whiskey concoction.
0: Faux, uh, faux, faux whiskey. Fo- yes, a faux. Yeah.
1: Tastes like whiskey. But it doesn't do any of the good of whiskey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, some health benefits. Yeah, that's all. There you go. Eh. Yeah. Oh well. Tastes, Tastes like lie.
2: whiskey with the bene- with the effect of beer or wine.
0: Right. There oh, you go. There you go. Exactly. High on life. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> I'm Welcome back. Juicy. Wow, it's like we're on a ship. I know. I feel like a... <laughs> a pirate? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think you're doing one of those, I'm whose running. line is it anyway, the Irish <laughs> drinking stuff. You always think I'm doing end.
1: things from that show. Oh. This isn't like the only thing I do, Caleb. I, it's the only
0: show you watch. <laughs> it's like the
1: only
0: thing I watch.
2: i <laughs> on watching whose line. It's the only one that's stuck in this stupid brain I got up here.
0: I was going to ask you what you watched this week, but we know it's just who's lying. Just lying over and over and That's over, I and watch. over right. again.
2: That's
1: it. I just sent you the buzzer.
0: I did watch something. <laughs> um, can, we, I, oh, yeah. can we say who's
1: in the chat first? Who's in the chat? Who's in the chat, Caleb?
2: People? I don't know. No one's in the chat. No one's talking. <laughs> no one's talking. There's nobody here. But live in the audience, we've got the Reverend Michael B. That's Yay. pretty cool. Michael
0: oh, my B. God. You know what it is? It's like Carnival of Souls. It's just like it's that. Like, like, yeah.
2: No one's talking. Who, yeah. who, who is normally here. with us? Who would normally be here? So normally we would have a Hungry Boy. We would have, have a uh, Mark Visions Truth from up in East Washington. East
1: Washington. Up uh, yonder. Uh,
2: down in Pismo. We've got Pismo Mark. Pismo. Um <laughs> Who else would we have? Who else would we have? We might have I think Tommy. Todd's been on vacation a lot lately, um, according to his Do Instagram.
0: I see gory bits out so, there?
2: <laughs> uh, haven't seen gory bits in a while. He said he was kind of taking a break from
0: social, yeah, social media yeah. and all
2: that kind of thing. So, Fair
0: when you enough. come back, I would yeah. respect
2: everybody. that. Um, some Tommy. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe some Space Face Macy. Space Face, yeah. Uh, our, uh, our Ghoul Girls, Laura and Mindy. Hopefully they're they're there.
0: Sometimes they join us in the studio. Sometimes, oh. yeah, yeah. That's
1: a good that's a good assortment. Right. Enoch might be there. You never Maybe know.
2: Unik, yeah.
0: I yeah. like him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Thank uh, you guys for thanks. joining,
0: and uh, everyone else who is there. Um, <laughs> no doubt, they are there. <laughs> um, so this week I watched, finally, finally catching up on Invincible. Yeah. Oh months after everyone else in the world has watched it. Nice. Don't care. I'm here now, and that's what matters. Um, Invincible? Mm
1: Well, I don't know what that is. What is it?
0: Well, I don't want to say you wouldn't like it because you might like it. It's a tiny bit of a departure for you, but you might like it. It is an animated adult cartoon on Amazon, and it is based off of the series of graphic novels by the same name, of which I have read. Read them all. Yes, you have. And I love them. And it's... um,
1: It's a superhero story. You have spoken of this in the past. Yeah, he's brought it
0: up. It's a superhero story. Um, It's gritty. It's exciting. It's funny. It's kind of sweet at times. It has amazing blood. Yeah, if you love that crispy anime (laughs) blood so good then you'll love this um it, robert kirkman and um i mentioned this on spooky slumber party it's like um if you love the walking dead especially the earlier seasons everybody from the walking dead voices on this show oh, right. and it's like oh my god it's everybody blah, blah. A, a, lot a lot of, fun. of people yeah. a lot of like fun.
1: even rick himself
0: i think yeah. he's like the only one who's not on there <laughs> yeah he's like the ol- well you know how he is these days He's very particular. He won't even be on <laughs> his own show anymore. Flew
2: off in that helicopter. <laughs> still waiting Never's, to find out what happened him. to him. Nobody
0: saw him again. <laughs> so I did my that. My show
2: is looking for him, though.
1: <laughs> sure. She has a lead. Sure. She has is. a lead. Sure. 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 <laughs> sure. Um, lead and then, right off the show. <laughs> 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 they're coming back
3: last season. They're,
0: they're going to have to. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I still have to finish my uh, Walking Dead recap, by the way. Of like getting all caught up. I thought you were done. No, I didn't get it. No, I didn't she go just out of did way.
2: the last season, right? But not the most current. I did Is the season what it was? after. I can't remember what no, it was, I do no.
0: the season. Okay, I restarted <laughs> after Rick goes up, and then okay. it was like that was like a mid-season break, yeah. and right. that's where I jumped back in. Okay. And I don't remember where exactly I am, but I'm still slowly parsing my way through. But it's been weeks since I've watched. Uh, okay. Ah, yeah. all right. Um, what about you guys? Anything of note?
2: Uh, so of course, watch Loki. You know, got to stay cool with Loki. Right? 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 Love it. then most Love important, it. most important, I got a new pair of Crocs. Croc,
0: talk, ah! croc, talk, croc, talk. Ah!
2: <laughs> they are bright yellow. Oh, they're beautiful. I'm wearing them right now.
0: Saffron yellow.
2: Yeah. My Crocs are looking at Sandra's Crocs.
0: They're having a little croc talk.
2: Yeah. They are. They're just chilling,
0: little having a good time in the basement. They kind of love like it. It's their natural environment.
2: Making my feet feel good. I'm sure yours oh are making God, your they feet, feet feel good.
0: They're so comfy. God damn, they're comfy. I know.
2: Love them. I just feel so relaxed right now. I just so having fun. these on my feet.
0: I feel better about the world, just, about my outlook like on life. a whole new person. Yeah. You are a new man. <laughs> in that yellow crocs. My
1: feet feel fine. I'm not wearing crocs.
0: <laughs> you are a little jealous, I think. <gasps> That you don't have any crocs. I'm not quite sure. You're gonna, jealous you're gonna is go the word. You're gonna go to Hawaii. You're gonna be the only motherfucker without crocs <laughs> in
1: Hawaii. I'll be proud of that fact.
0: They're gonna be like, ew, look at that yucky tourist without crocs.
2: Don't
0: like a Weirfoot in Hawaii. Shh. Quiet, Michael. Try it Michael, we go Weirfoot in Hawaii. We. 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 We go what barefoot. What we do in Hawaii. Hawaii? We go barefoot. Oh, he's one of those tourists. Suddenly, <laughs> he is of Hawaii. Yeah, I am of
1: Hawaii. I know Hawaii.
0: You guys have seen that South Park, right? That old—it's kind of older now. The Hawaii sure. episode. Oh, with, oh my god! I don't know. She. Oh my god! Producer Scott knows what I'm talking about. It is. I'll find it for you. I'll tell you which episode it is. It is. So funny. Okay. <laughs> White people trying to be Hawaiian. That's all I have to <laughs> say. I'm sure
1: I was, we've seen it. Just, there's so many now. Right. Yeah. So,
0: ah. Anyway. Right. Um,
1: I have nothing new to report. It was Father's Day last weekend.
3: That's yeah.
1: Right. Um I made my father a nice taco bar like <gasps> layout. Fun. I mm-hmm. did that. And some nice spicy chicken. What was that? And some chicken. <laughs> And some fajita Mr. vegetables. Mr. Chicken Fingers over <laughs> Sorry, here.
0: Chicken, chicken fingers.
1: fingers. Yes. Got my chicken fingers. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, let's see, my uh, youngest child, who was 14, gave me a very lovely card mm. with a nice, like, big paragraph, you know, about just... Feelings. About appreciating things and, you know... Once or twice a year, only will they ever tell me how much, you
0: know. <laughs> but you know what? They really nice mean guy, it. So. They really mean right. it. That anyway, time of so year. It was
2: nice. And, yeah. and those are the ones yeah. you, you know, put away and yes, treasure. Those are the ones yeah. you keep. And whenever you're evacuated, you take that little bundle <laughs> with you.
0: Sure. That's why you have to keep it right next to the glove. Yep. Because yeah. otherwise it will be forgotten. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's really sweet because it's, um, if teenagers are like sincere and like giving you their emotions, it's actually real. Right. Because yeah. that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> it's it is a not a thing. <laughs> yeah. It is not. My oldest, who is 19, told me that he was actually going to go back to school, which was hey! cool. Going to so go hit the JC up. So that was very encouraging. Yeah.
0: That's an awesome gift. That
1: made me happy. You're so, like,
0: sweet, you can pay me back some money. I know. I'm
1: like, well, <laughs> I just keep telling him, "Get the jobs and so you can buy me a house in Hawaii and then I can really live there and Sandra can stop making fun of me when I go." You'll
0: never go move <laughs> so, to Hawaii because how would you do the show?
1: <laughs> I would have to fly you guys out every other week.
2: So,
0: every other week now. If
2: I can afford to live in Hawaii. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm loving this arrangement. Hawaii has yeah,
2: a, I know, every other week. I don't, know. I don't maybe, know. Maybe hit me up when it's every week. Hawaii, they have a when, when when you have two guest houses for one for, for me and Anna. one for Sandra and Scott. Yeah. <laughs>
1: they have a Sandra, kind of a little you know block on how much Sandra's allowed in the in the in the Isles islands. Islands. <laughs> so they do. <laughs> You're Am pic- I
0: an export pi- 20 p- Your picture
1: is up everywhere. Like, <laughs> oh, you know,
2: no! Too much Sandra, you She'll know.
0: she steal your pineapple. She, she
2: hurts the fauna. <laughs> oh,
0: my God, no, that's not you. Is that what it does? Like, she
2: enters the island, and it just goes dark and no! like, all spooky. And...
0: I have a cream tongue. Oh, <laughs> And the critters love me. Stop stop spreading these hateful rumors. It's I want me, to be the, invited to Hawaii. The I'm,
1: Hawaiians know, man. They got all their
0: I've never been, things. so I would like to go someday and you're making it so they won't let me. In.
2: <laughs> Sandra, it's okay. I've never I'll, I've never been either. You've
0: so. never been either. Well see, we know Neil. Will that get us <laughs> anywhere, Neither. Is yeah. that what
2: it is? Do you need a referral
0: you to get a referral. into Hawaii? Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you do. It's
1: one of those, I have to attest for you that you're not You,
0: know, you declare us, basically.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. There's a lot of folks looking to get in.
0: A lot of folks looking to get into this guest house. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Shall we to the main event? The main course? Yes. Okay. So Carnival of Souls, it's from 1962, a horror classic directed by Herc Harvey, uh, written by John Clifford, and starring, of course, most importantly, Candace Hilligoss. So this is the story of a group of young people, two separate cars, decide to do a drag race. The cars go off a bridge into the water, and only one of the kids comes out. And that would be Mary, Candace's character. Yes. And once she's out, things are slowly but surely getting very, very strange in her world.
1: Very strange. Good job. Nice. Thank you.
0: (laughs) I want the Masterpiece Theater music to play. (laughs) That's not it. Um, Okay. So should we just go ahead and get into our first segment? Let's bring interview? Candace
1: on. I think they've been watching us long enough. Yeah. They're ready for some Candace.
0: Don't worry. We'll be back.
1: We're coming back. Perhaps. <laughs> wow. That was fast and loud.
4: <laughs> How are you? I'm fine. Thanks for being here. Oh, well, thank you for having me. We're excited to have yeah, you. We're, we're
1: happy. <laughs> Thanks for being here. <laughs> All right. So this film is a very unique film. Yes. I, especially for the time. Oh, yes. So when you got your hands on the script yes. for the first time, and then you started reading, what are your thoughts? Like, what's going through your head?
4: I thought, what is happening? What is this all about? But I looked very closely, because I'd had another offer of a movie, but that movie wanted two nude scenes. Ah. So I looked through this carnival to see if there were any nude scenes. <laughs> okay. And since there were no nude scenes, I chose Carnival.
3: Ah, wow, okay.
4: Much to my agent's disappointment because he said the other movie was a detective story and he said, everyone loves detective stories, and they're going to shoot it in New York. You can go to your own bed at night. What do you want to go to Lawrence, Kansas for? He said, no one goes to Lawrence, Kansas. They only stop there on their way to someplace else. Right. Why would you go to Lawrence, Kansas? <laughs> and I said, I don't want to do nude scenes. And he says, but they're artistically done now. Mm. You don't understand. I said, no, I, I promised someone I would never do it. He says, who's the idiot? <laughs> I said, my aunt. Okay, oh, He said, may I call her? I said, no.
3: <laughs>
4: so I said, I just promised that I would not take off my clothes for a paycheck in any movie. And Carnival looks so clean. I don't know what it's about, but there are no nude scenes. <laughs> right. I'll do Carnival. I'll do
2: it. So. Yes. Do you remember what the detective movie was? Did it...
4: Yes. It was at that time called Black Autumn. With Jimmy Farantino and Shepard Strudwick. I think that it uh, changed the title later. Oh, okay. But um, And you know, at that time, Jimmy Farantino and Shepard Strudwick, who had just uh, played Elizabeth Taylor's father in The Place and the Son, okay. they were kind of a very well known actors. He said, You're going off to Lawrence <laughs> <laughs> with 10 businessmen that contributed like $10,000 with some guy from some college that's going to direct a movie, and you think anyone's going to go see it? Right. I said, no nude scenes. How do it. <laughs> do it? Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: The director. Yes. Good old Herc Harvey.
4: Herc Harvey, yes. yes.
1: So then you met him, obviously, before you before your cast, I'm assuming. Like no. I, no, they cast you without him no. meeting you first? No, he,
4: he was desperate. To find an actress. And he said he had auditioned uh, some university theater actresses, but he said they couldn't scream believably enough or loud enough for mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. So the actor who played the ledge, uh, Sidney Berger, he says, you're going to New York, take my assistant and go find me a good actress. So they went to an agency and they held auditions for three days looking at actresses and they selected me, and they sent my photo and everything to Herc Harvey. Said I had read, and so, I—that's how I got started in that movie. Wow! And I almost didn't get there. Oh, really? Yes, I was. Do you know what I what I tell you about a DC three airplane? Okay. You know how small they
1: are. I know they're. I mean, I know they're fairly small, but yeah, I. Can't. Yeah.
4: Yeah. They, Give they, dimension. Yeah, they still have <laughs> the fan in the window, you know, no air conditioning, the little oh, wow, thing okay. It's really old. So they put me on that plane from New York to Kansas, and we made it as far as about to Nebraska. Oh. And then you hear the words, you never want to hear on a plane, brace for impact. Oh. That's not
1: good, yeah.
4: That was not good. <laughs> and I could tell by... The stewardess's reaction (laughs) that I've been studying, it was not a good time. We came down so fast, we went through cornfields that were coming up against the windows as we attempted to almost crash into a wheat field, and we ended up in a private flying club in Nebraska. One little shack with a Coke machine and we all stood in it for four hours while they tried to repair the airplane. So by the time I arrived in Lawrence, Kansas, from New York, I think i have been traveling about 14 hours. And when the plane opened and Herc looked up at me, I fell out of the plane. My makeup was gone. My hair was in my face. I said, I was just in a plane crash. <laughs> said, is this an actress? Is this a real actress? What am I going to do? So that's how I met her. That's how you met him. Yes. Wow.
1: That sounds like he owes you a, a debt of gratitude at that point already.
4: Well, but then, you know, he's so worried how I look. But the first scene, he throws me in the water and throws mud on me. Right. right. So, you know, I look the same that's as great. when I got off
3: the good plane. Point.
1: Good point.
4: So I don't know why he was so worried. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Very good points. Wow, that's great. So, what are your initial thoughts of the movie? Like when you first saw it, did you have an initial like what's the first thing that came to your head?
4: They wouldn't ever let me see see any of it. I could see no rushes, nothing. Right. I could see nothing. So, I was kind of in a shock when I looked at it because, you know, I I thought <clears throat> I wonder if I'm photogenic. You know, I said, uh, I mean, we're th- maybe they were taking a big chance.
1: Which is not true, of course. Yeah, yes.
3: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
4: So it came out very well.
1: Okay. I mean, you liked it, though?
4: Yeah. Oh, or- yeah, I liked it. But I I thought, uh, will other people like it. Because the agent, you know, wanted me to do the detective. Yeah. He came to the screening, and he looked at it, and he went into shock. <laughs> and he stood up, and he said... You are so weird. <laughs> and he said, who acts like that? I said, well, I said, how many dead girls have you met? Do you know what right. you're, you know how dead people act? Right. When they think they're alive, but they're really dead? Right. He said, you are so strange. <laughs> he said, I have a reputation to protect. I cannot represent you anymore. And he yeah. walked out. Wow. And I, I went home. To my husband And I said, my career is ruined And it hasn't even started
1: (laughs) And then the movie Didn't even get the premiere for Quite a while, it got kind of shelved basically right? Well,
4: he did show it To the local people in Lawrence Because many of them were in the movie And he said it was This horror film, and they were going to see They thought they'd see Frankenstein, or they thought They'd see Torture Machines And they stared at this movie in wonderment. And then they came out and they said to him, Well, Herc, it is interesting. (laughs) And and he said, Interesting? He said, Oh, what's happened here? You know, and then he said, he tried to show it to people in New York. And everyone said, some businessman from Lawrence wants us to come and spend half a day in a studio watching this movie. And they didn't show up. So then he went to California, and no one would come to see it. Yeah. So then he finally found a distributor, Mister Hertz, as in Herc. You know, it's kind right. of confusing. <laughs> yeah. And Mister Hertz says, "Yes, I can do it. I- I- I'll represent your movie." And so they signed a contract, but they said you can never show it in in television. This is theaters only. Yes, it's okay. theaters only. And Herc says when his first check came from Mr. Hertz, it bounced. Oh, no. No. He said, you know, this is not a good sign. Right. And then he learned that from someone who happened to be in Florida at midnight said, Herc, guess what I'm watching on TV now? Carnival of Soul. He said, on television? He said, yes. And then he found that Mr. Hertz had taken all of the movies and thrown them and sold them to television. Wow. So so they said, you know what? This is so discouraging. Let's just forget about it. So he put it on a shelf for 10 years. And then um, he said out of nowhere, the Dallas Film Festival said, would you mind if we could we have... Carnival of Souls with our festival. He says, you want to see Carnival? And they said, yes. And I think they got Martin Scorsese to pay for a new print. Mm -hmm. So they could have a brand new print. And it showed in the festival. And attending it were several New York critics. And all of a sudden they said, what, this film, this wonderful film. And they reviewed it as though it had never been seen before, 10 years after the fact. And it became a big hit for them, and all of a sudden, it was moving everywhere, and then uh, Moet Champagne c- came to the director and said, you know, the British Film Society has picked it as one of 100 most important films of all time, and we're going to buy a print for them and donate it to them, and it'll be shown in repertory once a year in London. So wow. that was a, sh- a surprise Right. and a shock to him. So from then on, it started to escalate. Wow.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I love the movie. This was the first time I had ever seen it a couple of days ago. So oh. I, just, I just wanted to say... You, you waited are...
4: until a couple of days ago to see <laughs> it for the first time? I, What's wrong with you? I don't know.
1: <laughs> we said a lot about him, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I'm weird. <laughs> we usually can't bring him anywhere.
0: So... <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that was segment one, chapter one, verse one <laughs> of the Candace Hilligos interview. So we've got some more coming up with Candace, but we thought we would just kind of squeeze our way in there and uh, talk about what we've heard so far and talk about the film because we have to share what we thought of the film. And um, I would love to start with Caleb. More? Yes. <laughs> right.
2: Well. As we all found out, this was my first viewing, and I got shamed a little bit. For it
0: us. was my first viewing too, Kayla.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you weren't here to take the brunt.
0: No, I wasn't. <laughs> I would have shared that burden with you.
1: Thank you for taking yeah. that
2: one. Nah, of course, of course. But um, no, she was lovely, even even when she was giving me a hard time. It was still good like, natured. Please, more, more. Uh, talk <laughs> Just give me. me attention, even though no. Love me. Um, <laughs> Okay, so first impression was I was just blown away because I mean this movie looks amazing for this little independent you know practically no budget um movie mm-hmm. uh the shots are incredible the the story is pretty pretty fun i mean yeah, yeah this, is, this is this is one of those times where I'm like, I mean, I love being on this show, but every now and then you know you get something that you've never seen before, and it you know kind of changes your world and you're like oh my god this oh my is amazing god. oh my, god. Oh my god. <laughs> so i i've since watched it another time so
0: oh i've you know,
2: got yeah. two under my belt
0: <laughs> that's pretty good not bad yeah i have to say it's um it's brilliant especially i mean i like a lot of 60s horror but i think it's a standout personally a 60s horror uh i also think that the um the restoration that i saw was really great too Mm -hmm. which is really cool because you know sometimes a lot of these older movies they they don't get that good treatment and it's like really a disservice to them because it's distracting or you know whatever and it's like it's nice when good movies get um get treated so nicely like this um i think it's spooky it uh gives me major twilight zone vibes which twilight zone is one of my favorite tv shows of all time twilight zone um and just kind of a little bit Art house at times too. Yeah, like I would definitely say, like there's um, not that I dislike this, and this happens on the Twilight Zone, but there's not a lot of the like, ah, you know, like kind of like cheesy cowering in the corner shots or something. Right. Like it feels um, it feels immediate. It feels scary. Uh, I love, of course, anything that has to do with paranoia and <laughs> you know, like something coming to get you and kind of that conspiracy vibe and energy yeah Mm -hmm. and um yeah i think this really really delivers on uh on that like everything's kind of closing in on you someone's out to catch you feeling
1: yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so like you i've seen it both the restored version Mm -hmm. and like the criterion version and the non and you're you're right about that the criterion version is beautiful i mean it it is so clear Crisp. I mean, it's a it's a it's a very good copy. So yeah. definitely, I would recommend if you watch the film, try and get the Criterion version. Yeah, if you can, it's a gorgeous copy. They did a great job in that restoration for yeah. sure. Um, absolutely, the film. We Caleb and I talked about this, and I guess we can't say too much, but I mean, <laughs> we don't want to give things away. But I mean, yeah, it's it's just so well shot and so well done for. This this little this guy who had just had a, wanted to make a little movie, yeah. And he yeah. he just knew enough because of what he did, being in charge of the film department, you know, in the little school in Kansas. So you know, cool. took what he knew and just made this really good independent film.
0: Yeah. You know yeah. what
1: I mean? And, it, and it's it really, I mean, he put all the money on the screen. There's nothing wasted. Yes. You know, right. and it's just, it's a, a, a really well done, overall well done film. Yeah.
0: It's kind of like we were talking about the amusement park. Same thing. That's like, it's right. important. It's important to preserve film and, um, you know, and get to have these indie filmmakers dreams live on, especially when they're um, really good pieces of work like this. Really yes. Good pieces of yeah.
2: Art. And that's the thing. It's like, yeah. you know, technically Herc like, knows his shit, you know, right? Yes, like, yes. I mean, um, it's one thing to have a great script or whatever, but when you really know how to light something or use the camera to get these incredible shots, I mean, it it, Ooh, yeah. it really shows, and it just makes the film.
1: But work. it's not about just knowing how to get the shots. It's having the forethought to get the shot, because that's the yeah. thing.
0: This is an art and a science blend? No, I mean, there is, but you
1: have to go like, okay, I don't want to just put the camera here and get... Right. This shot, like yeah. a straight right. shot. I want to do a little, and then a little, and then all. little, then a little oh God, you know, and, <laughs> and it all comes together, you know? Right. Like, you got to know what's going on there. Right. And then yeah. I'm sitting at
2: home going like, oh my God, right. this looks amazing. <laughs> <Right. Then> <laughs> me, <laughs> can, I,
1: can I bring up, so the very beginning of the film, push, push, the one thing I love are the opening credits of the movie. <gasps> okay. Because yeah. yes. you've got, and, and you've got, first got the fabulous music you guys heard when we opened the show uh, with, right. the, with this wonderful wow. music yes. that is beautiful. Yes. But then you got these awesome credits that are all kind of like every which way angle, kind of mm-hmm. sitting this. I mean, it was it was brilliant. I love the opening credits. For this movie. I,
0: I love the whole opening of the film in general because I love that it um, opens with the action,
1: right. you know, yeah.
0: and then um, which I think probably blew a lot of people away they were kind of like wait where's the opening you know crawl (laughs) you know back then and then (laughs) um, your old timey voice that's my old timey (laughs) very good transatlantic accent (laughs) voice and but instead it's like no it starts right away with the action and then yeah the actual credits itself is something kind of cool to look at yeah so um I, I will say I have to have to have to share this. I know they're talking about drag racing, but as someone who loves drag queens, when they're talking about you wanna drag, I'm gonna show them how to drag. I was just like imagining like please everybody get in drag. Please let this be let this be going where I want it to go. Um it went a different direction, but it, it ends up working for the film, so it's fine.
3: I don't know
1: joke. if 1962 Kansas was quite ready for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> so, something from the interview that is very interesting to me is this notion that the movie went on TV before it got its wide release. How does that. That's crazy. Could you imagine yeah. if that happened today?
1: No, I, yeah, that would be yeah. a huge. Uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be an explosion. I mean, it would just be...
0: <laughs> on the Aos. Armageddon would be upon us. Right. Yeah.
2: Um, oh, wait, like, that does happen with streaming.
0: <laughs> it does, but it's, like, it's actually decided on. purpose, on. Yeah, it's on purpose. No, yeah. I I this,
1: this was the... You had a crooked distributor... Right. ...who said, I'll, buy, I'll, I'll distribute the film for you, and then, of course, didn't pay the poor guy, you know, poor Herc. So messed yeah. up. And then he had... But the guy had the prince struck at the lab didn't pay the lab the lab sold the strip prints to the tv so the tv yeah. showed it you know what i mean yes it was just a bad situation and then Herc's like screw it i mean I, this is a, a bad i don't want to deal with this anymore and just said forget it i yeah. can't Shelled blame them
0: yeah i mean that would put like i mean after putting your heart and soul i you know yeah. your energy into something but it's um i mean i'm happy it, the way it worked out and it's a tear now and yeah, absolutely. It has, has absolutely. people that have loved it since it came out in 1962 still love it to yeah, this day. Yeah, so. yeah,
2: a lot of people really seem to love and respect this movie. So. Yeah,
0: there's a timelessness to it when you have something that is not only a good piece for its time, but it's just also a good piece of filmmaking. You
3: yeah, know? right. It,
0: absolutely. it lends itself to being timeless. Yeah. Um, do we want to go ahead and jump into the second segment of the interview?
1: Uh, you know what we didn't get into though was what kind of what
0: funny? what yeah what shared
1: was that uh, after the fact that her agent fired her <laughs> what the
2: heck you know,
0: for, yeah
1: she does the movie the agent gets paid by right. the way took his
2: money took his cut wow. but she still
1: gets fired from him because
0: he thought she was too weird it's good to be weird it's that's hello yeah. that's know. you know like the cult show that's our like brand is yeah. <laughs> let's <laughs> yeah, make it yeah. weirder but they weren't uh, they weren't ready for that.
1: I guess not, but...
0: And that's, that's a bummer.
1: I don't know. Just uh, don't take the money, at least, for God's sake. So, I mean, really. You know, but shady. Shady.
0: Um, actually, before we get into our next segment, yes. something that was... I know it's not supposed to be funny, but it struck me as a little funny when they're trying to lasso the car on the shoreline and he has the 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 the, it's a very thin gauge of rope (laughs) and i mean and i was kind of sitting there and it kind of like it brought me down this like rabbit hole in my mind of like (laughs) what else would they do how else could they look for the car what if it was still sinking would it have pulled them under if they jumped into the water i went down like a whole rabbit trail in my mind (laughs) but at the end of the day it's still a man trying to lasso a vehicle and it's not getting his. He's not like one of those rodeo cowboy dudes, like. Right. It's not getting very far.
1: I had the exact same notes, in my thing was they. I, I mine was more like they don't seem to be trying very hard to actually. Do they not want to find, find the, the kids? car? Yeah, because the guy they're kind of like using this little twine and throwing his thing in there, and they're just kind of like.
0: And, He's like, know. wow! I can't find it, and it's like, no kidding. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> maybe right. if you actually look for these people. Like, I mean,
1: can't you guys dive in the water? I that's when I was. Maybe thinking, you can't like, see in the water. It's that, yeah. yeah, and they
2: did say something about all the, the sand. sand. The and sand. Stuff, so yeah. visibility may have been. I don't but know. I, maybe maybe the guy on shore because weren't there also people out in boats? There was people in boats too. So maybe the guy like on shore one boat, is yeah. like if he hooks on something, they right. send a boat there with or like, like maybe could, a, a sturdier rope at or least, a
0: stick, or, or... and you could like feel around. I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> Depends on how deep it is. But I think that's um, what they were using was a stick. <laughs> I
0: think they were just like poking in the water. <laughs> boat. poke 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 Poke. oh my god there's a lot of things that have improved with time i I think search and recovery no offense
1: 1962 kansas but i don't know you're kind of like yep
0: (laughs) yep Yep. it's gone it done gone.
2: that car's gone yep And now we've lost Kansas.
0: (laughs) Kansas! Kansas, come back! Come back! Um, We love you, Kansas! Carry on, my wayward son! (laughs) On that note, perhaps we should go back to Kansas.
1: Let's go back. Candice. Candice.
0: Yes. Rescue. Rolled it, producer Scott. (laughs) Roll
1: that beautiful Candice footage. (laughs) How about you, in regards to your acting background? Like you know, when you first got into acting, was it one of those I knew from the early on?
4: Yes, Um, I was raised in Huron, South Dakota, and I started taking ballet and dance when I was three, and I fell in love with tap dancing, and it was my dream to become a great tap dancer. I tap 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 tapped all the way (laughs) through junior high school, all the way through senior high school. And I tapped my way into college. Wow. And I tapped, tap, tapped. tapped. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought this was the greatest thing that ever happened. And, of course, along the way in high school, I did the senior class play. I won an Oscar for doing a play. I wrote orations. I won oratory contests. I also won the uh, Midwestern Championship declamation contest. I won on Dorothy Parker's The Waltz. And I got a big medal with Mount Rushmore on it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So I was always entertaining, always acting. Okay. And I often did, for instance, at the time, my mother was chairman of the Republican Party for South Dakota. And so governors, when they campaigned, she was always there to introduce them, and she had them hire me as the act. And they gave me $15 to do my Betty Hutton imitations. Oh, So... (laughs) I helped the governors win by doing Betty
1: Huffington. <laughs> <laughs> Did your part as a young yes. Republican? Yes, a young. <laughs> All right.
4: My, my first real job in New York was um, a friend uh, stopped me on the street and said, Candace, they're picking Copa girls for the Copacabana. And you don't need an agent. You just show up. So I showed up. And I had never been in a nightclub in my life. It was the first <laughs> nightclub I'd ever seen. And I went into this really expensive but cheap-looking place, you know, artificial palms, artificial, little tiny dance flooring. I said, this is a big thing. Fa- it's the hottest place north of Havana. Is this it? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, could this really be it? So I uh, met Jules Boudel, who is was so scary. It, he, he was so frightening. He looked like a bull in a pen. You know, ready to attack, and he glared at you. You know, with the choreographer, and they looked at you, and they looked at you, and they looked you over, and they asked you to do a couple steps. You know, but you know, I had ballet from here in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. I could kick over my head in high heels, which was quite wonderful yep. for them. So, <laughs> uh, they called me back the next day and told me to come back, and I noticed there were just eight of us. And I knew that they had now made their selection yeah. uh, for the Copacabana. And I had never heard of gangsters, because, you know, gangsters don't live in Huron, South Dakota. And I heard the word mafia, and I thought it was the name of the salad dressing.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> and I saw all these distinguished-looking men in black tuxedos, and beautifully dressed, and those were all the, you know the Coroloni family, or whoever yeah. they were, and uh, and I didn't realize that Frank Costello was a big, he was a silent partner in the whole nightclub. And what I learned is that gangsters all bring their girlfriends on weeknights, and then on Sunday they bring the wife the and kids. <laughs> the wife and kids get to see the show okay. on Sunday, so. You know, Mr. Podell says, we have a family show here. He said, I don't want no doity jokes <laughs> in here. And, and if he heard one, he'd take his ring and crack the tabletop to let the comedian know you're getting doity.
1: Uh, you mm, don't so, want to get doity.
4: Yeah. So that was and then they gave us uh, a set of rules because the terror was that the girls might do something that would make them lose their liquor license. Okay. So they said, um, if your mom and pop come to eat, you can't sit with them. It, you, we don't want Goyles looking like they're going to, you know, pick up on anyone. Or, <laughs> so. And then they said, you don't ever come through the front door. You go in the basement with the waiters. And And afterwards, if you have to meet anyone... You walk two blocks away up on Madison where no one can see you, and then you ride home. Wow. Because we don't want any Goyles right. you know, looking like they're doing funny business right. at, at the Copa. And so <laughs> that was sort of my experience.
1: Okay. So I think many would think that the film, Carnival yeah. of Souls, they classify it as a horror film. Right. You know, Do you have any hesitation about saying I was the lead in this classic cult horror film? Is there any... Or you, you wear that badge proudly?
4: Oh, no. Now, uh, I, uh, I I have to tell you, I have... Uh, which stunned me is now I have a fan base from England. I have a fan base in France. I have a fan base in Germany. I have... And then I have all sorts of scattered people from Brazil, uh uh New Zealand.
1: Yeah. Our studio. Studio. <laughs> Your studio.
4: <laughs> and Venice. And I have this tremendous and they're young filmmakers that are constantly asking me about this movie and they're they're fascinated with the the camera work that was so beautiful mm-hmm. in it.
3: Yes.
4: Uh, how they decided to do that, why they picked the uh, thirty five millimeter Uh, film Mm -hmm. that made it he felt he gave it a patina that would be so beautiful that would make it look like a far more expensive film than most low-budget films would do okay but hirk harvey had access to screening rooms cutting rooms development because he was head of the film department at lawrence can't uh, you know yeah uh at the university there. So he had a lot of ways that he could save money on making this film.
2: Wow. That that makes a lot of sense actually because Right. Because it's, you know, I think I read $33,000 was the budget, but Well, it looks
4: Well, you know, actually like it cost a lot more. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Herc said if anyone asks you, say 20,000. Ah,
3: okay. That's
4: then Okay. Now it's up to 30. Yeah. But then he <laughs> said, do not ever let anyone know I did this for 10,000. That's a spoiler alert.
3: Wow. Well, I mean-
4: and a crew of five. And as Herc Harvey said, you know, anyone can make a movie if you have $20 million and and 200 people. And he said, that's easy. Do it with five people <laughs> and $10,000. Wow. I, and of course, I was... Only one that got paid. Oh, okay. He, you know, they were all going to wait for the success
1: to get paid. To get paid, okay. Yes. Okay. You yeah. chose wisely. I
2: took <laughs> the money up front.
4: Yes, I took the money up front. I didn't want to wait. <laughs>
2: <laughs> good. Good for you. Did you have to give your agent a cut?
4: Oh yes, I did. Oh yes, I had to give him a cut. The <sighs> one, of course, that who did dumped you. Long, who right, dumped you? Right, right. Because I was too weird. <laughs>
1: Did you at least, like, mm-hmm. ask him for the money back,
4: you know? <laughs> I should have.
1: <laughs> I should have. You should have sent one of your friends from the Copacabana yes. after him. Right?
4: Yeah. <laughs> yes, I wish I had.
1: <laughs> oh, Indeed, <geez>. yeah. <laughs> so the film definitely looks far more expensive. Oh, it is. Than it for, even for, usually, $10,000. Right. That's yeah. impressive because definitely shooting in 35mm film would have been much more expensive. So all the money he spent was on the screen. Right, yeah, no question mm. between you, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, his. I mean his, and, his filmmaking.
4: And then you know his. The wonderful thing about him is he would say to me, "We're going to do grab shots today," and I said, "Grab what? <laughs> <laughs> what? How can you grab?" No, he said, "Don't think about it. Just follow me." And I said, "Okay." So he would go down to the street and he'd say to a cab driver, "She's going to come up and bang on your window." Don't let her in, and don't pretend you don't see her. And I'll give you twenty-five dollars. And mm-hmm. the cab driver said, "Oh, that's wonderful." <laughs> and so they did, And then he went up to a cop, and he says, "You know, when she comes up and asks you for help, ignore her and walk away. Like no matter what she does, right? And I'll give you twenty-five dollars." Cop said, "Sure." <laughs> so, so then he says, "You know, we need a department store." So we walked into Salt Lake in this big department store and my five men and I go up the escalator with w- carrying their equipment and he goes to the supervisor and he says to her for $25 would you see that no one goes into the dressing room so I can take this woman in and have her try on clothes and don't she said of course and then he says when she talks to you ignore her of course So I went in and we did their scene And then we came out And then oh we saw a very nice customer And he went up to her and he said Listen uh, for $25 If this woman talks to you Would you pretend you don't hear her She said of course Because you know then 25 That was no, at yeah. night Good so, And then he says You know we need something to do with the Greyhound bus So let's go to the Greyhound yeah. bus depot So we went to Greyhound Bus Depot, and he said to the supervisor, can I talk to one of the guys that's running a bus? And they said, oh, yeah, go out there. So we went out there, and there's a bus that says Salt Lake to Los Angeles, and it's filled with people, and there's a bus driver. And he goes up to the bus driver and said, listen, for $25, would you back (laughs) up your bus? And then as you come down, I'm going to throw her in front of you, and it looks like you're going to hit her. He says, sure, I'll do that. (laughs) He backs it up. And the people in the bus now are getting, they're all hanging out the window because they want to see what's happening. And then he runs the bus down and they throw me out. And he said, Candice, you're too far away. He goes up to the bus driver and says, we need a second take. Sure, says the bus driver. So he backs it all the way up again. And then we comes raging down. And this time they fling me in the bus and I bounce off the front. And I said, oh, that's so wonderful. So this, And then the bus driver says, you need a third take? <laughs> <laughs> and, said, and I said, no, it was, you were just wonderful. And so the bus driver saluted and drove off. To LA, to LA with wow. his passengers. <laughs> so those are what do you meant by grab shots.
2: Grab
4: shots. Grab shots okay.
2: okay. Yeah, grab shots. Yeah. guerrilla filmmaking at its best.
4: Yes. <laughs> like Truffaut in uh-huh. France. Yes. Uh, Truffaut. American Truffaut.
2: There you go.
1: Right. That's that's a film. And this this film, I mean it in a way is very much an art an art film. Right. I yes. think you can call yes. it, you know, oh, yes. because there's a lot of fantastic cinematography. You know, and uh, I mean, like just using the the uh, the church, the stained glass. Yes. You know the, right. the use of the, blah, oh, blah, blah, yeah. the. I mean, it's everything. Shots and it.
3: It's just really. Yes, and well done. And
4: what they did is, um, as you remember, the dance scene in the amusement park mm-hmm. in Salt Air, and uh, that was the inspiration for her to make the movie. Mm-hmm. He was driving home one day, and there, out in the middle of the salt beds, was a deserted. Amusement park with this world famous open air dance pavilion, which is the largest in the world. It would, 3,000 couples could dance there at night to Tommy Dorsey, yeah. Guy Lombardo, all those kind of old band yeah. leaders, Harry James. And he said, I have to go see it. And so in the middle of the night, he crawled through the empty amusement park. And he took photos and he ran home. He says, John, I have found the place for our movie. And he says, John, can you write it? I want it because he said, um, I want it because I want dead ghouls dancing at the end of the movie in this. And he says, can you write a script in three weeks? And John said, done. <laughs> <laughs> and he went home and he wrote the script in three weeks to time it with Herc's vacation when he could do Carnival of Souls. And so that's kind of what kicked off the whole idea of this movie.
1: Wow. All right. All right. We're back.
0: It it gets better and better as you go
1: along. So Candace has had a pretty fun life, huh? Getting started and...
0: Very interesting. The fact that
1: she was a tap-dancing fool, apparently. Right. <laughs> I get to see her tap-dancing across South Dakota. <laughs> Just, you know. Yeah. That's
0: something that's kind of... Um, I don't want to say becoming a lost art, but you don't see it like, I mean, what it used to be, an absolute phenomenon. Right. You yeah. know? Yeah. Keep, keep the tap alive, people. Seriously. Hugh
1: Jackman's trying. I mean, Hungry's trying. So
0: you know, He's hungry. I alive. mean, you. I mean, hungry. Ah,
1: right. Hungry. Keep tapping. Keep tapping. Hungry. Keep tappin'.
0: And it is like almost impossible to hear Copacabana and not sing, but we can't sing because we can't afford to pay we Barry can't. Manilow.
1: <laughs> Although it is funny that Candace did in fact mention that it is the hottest club north of Havana. So yeah. I mean, it's and it's everywhere.
0: It's a re- it's, it's a phenomenon. Barry (laughs) Barry 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 you can't just keep it all for yourself Barry so let's talk about as we as we go through the film a little bit more the production itself ten thousand dollar budget crew of five
1: yeah what breaking news people breaking news yeah
0: and it doesn't feel like that no, like when you no. watch it like i mean it feels small in a good way because it feels small like in that claustrophobic way i right, was kind of exactly. talking about but it doesn't feel like well they clearly didn't you know they couldn't afford a blah 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 like it <laughs> doesn't you know it doesn't have that energy to it
2: no I, yeah, nothing was lost yes you know nothing was uh, yeah
1: yeah 100 <laughs> the film looks wonderful it, it plays wonderful i mean it's yeah Definitely, there's no yeah. loss. There's no need. There's no want for anything. I mean, they right. got. They got what they needed on screen. I mean, yeah. I mean, Hart
2: did a great job. Let's be yeah. honest. It doesn't look cheap. You know? Yeah, it no, doesn't it does doesn't that, look cheap. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it looks. Um, it looks on par with you know other things of the time. Um, and then I think. We start As we get into the film, we start to really get into even more of that kind of art house stuff. He starts to really play with light and shadow and um, speeding up and slowing down of things, too. You know, right. the action. Yeah. And um, all of this just plays into this wonderful sense of unreality as she's kind of losing her grip on it all. And even something as simple as... You know, people can't hear you, or you know, they're like, like, like how you experience, you know. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But just
1: keep on knocking, but there's no one there. There's no
0: one there. Yeah. Um, So he's like using these really simple techniques, and also these really kind of, I know what feels very advanced techniques as well. Yeah. To to drive the story forward. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, okay, what notes do you have? You want to talk about? It? Do you have anything uh, I mean, in regards to the movie well, itself? Well, I
0: need to. We need to talk about because at this point in the film, we need to talk about the creepy guy. Yes. We the need to neighbor. talk about. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about him. Oh, a different creepy guy. The creepy the, guy uh, that's guy. following oh, her. Oh, the
1: specter or the the ghoul. The, the, the man, ghoul. The uh, yeah. ghoul. The man. The yes. ghoul man. The ghoul man.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> He is yeah, there's
2: the creepy guy. And then there's the creepy guy.
0: <laughs> so this movie is iconic. And that image, that character has become definitely, I think a part of horror iconography. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's got that kind of, I don't know, sticky, clumpy white makeup, <laughs> but he's got those eyes and he just looks disheveled. And sometimes he's like, smiling. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, my God. Well, and then we're going to get more and more ghouls as we go along. We start to get more and more ghouls. Right. But he seems to really be the one that's trying to, like, you know, lure her back.
3: Yes.
2: Yes.
0: Iconic. Ugh. Yeah. So creepy.
1: It's funny when, you know, when I used to go to the Fangoria conventions when I was a teenager, young teenager, oh. you know, and you would see that image on T-shirts or on yeah. whatever. And I did not know what that was at the time. Sure, sure. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. And then... Um, didn't I feel like the, did the misfits use that image or something like it on on their they
0: may have or something because they have a lot of like Horror, or at least horror-inspired stuff. Okay, so. and
1: it just like a hit me all of a sudden for somebody like, yeah. like a Misfits T-shirt, and I can, similar, yeah, yeah or yeah. seeing something similar. But yeah, but I mean, I remember just seeing that image and then not knowing until years later, obviously what it was. But, right,
0: that is from this film. Yeah, Caleb
1: had the, had his monster shirt. Yeah,
2: yeah, the famous monsters of film land oh, shirt with yeah. it, and I didn't know what it was. I was just
0: yeah, you were like, like well, this is somebody from an a old shirt. F- yeah. from an old <laughs> film. He looks creepy. I like it. Yeah. No, I definitely feel that. <laughs> and
1: he's just following her around. Oh sticking my! Sticking his face in her car window. In her yeah, I mean that window. first time.
0: Anywhere.
2: You know, in the car is that's that's really cool.
0: <laughs> yes, he's just he's creeping up all over the place. Um,
1: and I it, like the fact that when she sees him. She doesn't slay on the brakes on, but she kicks
2: on the gas. Right. She, she still crashes she's like like into get the, the him, bank. Get right. him
0: off of the car. Yeah, pretty yeah. Much.
2: Fight or flight? No, nah, she's going. Yeah, <laughs> it,
0: We choose flight in this instance. Um, so then, of course, we should also talk about, because we about it in um, this segment of the interview. I keep calling it the segment of the human centipede. <laughs> um, the salt air building.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, you can just, you know. You can just have that? That's amazing. Like, is that still here? Where is that now?
2: Didn't it burn?
0: It's
1: burned down down several times. (laughs) At this day and age? I don't
2: know what condition it's in.
0: What a perfect, perfect setting.
2: Yeah. What a, like a gift. Seriously. (laughs) Like a a cinematic gift. (laughs) This thing is there, unused. Yeah. Get it for a ridiculously cheap price. Right um and, and that becomes like this little backdrop you know for for your movie
0: and i i love the um the kind of theme that it's calling to her that there's something yeah. about it that's like speaking to her that's where she needs to go yeah. um it made me think like when i was watching it like you know like the concept of like like kind of like points like waypoints or places where like the veil between the worlds is thin or something and so like i have this idea that they're kind of scattered out throughout you know the planet and she's like because souls get lost and then they get like kind of tractor beam attracted to it you know and she's fighting it so hard this is just my interpretation and so she's like she's trying to like she's she's compelled but she doesn't want to go because once you go it's game over Mm -hmm. um yeah and just what a wonderful creepy place for it and you don't even need to like carnival it up you know like make it super obviously like that's just this is the Carnival of Souls, I like, guess. Yes, we get it. It has also been these other things, like they talk about in the film. Yep,
1: bathhouse and a... Uh, S- social club or something so, like yeah, that. Yeah, social club, exactly. And then the yeah. lake receded, which, you know, hey, hey. Lake,
0: lakes receded. We're dealing with that now. It's back. <laughs>
1: it's happening. <laughs>
0: it's happening yeah. all over our part of the country. Woo, How West about the grab shots? <sighs> okay, so I had, I was not familiar with the term grab shot. What's
1: I don't the- know if that's, like, a thing or if that was Herc Harvey's thing. Yeah. You know, but... I Cause, like I mean, it. Because literally, his definition for grab shot was going up to the public and saying, I'll give you 25 bucks, don't yeah. do anything. We're yeah. just going to film this woman going up to you saying, help me, help me.
0: And just ignore her. Yeah, ignore her. Um, right. I love that, because it feels very guerrilla filmmaking. It feels right. very like Absolutely. breaking the fourth wall a little and kind of breaking the rules of like, what you're supposed to do in a film and how you're supposed to do it. You know, it's more of that kind of that indie pioneering spirit to just like, yeah, we're just going to go out there and grab shots
2: grab some shots <laughs> right well if you remember remember when we did uh, vampire's kiss you yes. know they did that also where nicholas cage was like help, <laughs> walking on me. the street asking people to I'm you know, vampire, help me. The, you know <laughs> right.
0: my favorite part know. of the film yeah <laughs>
2: yes. so those, those poor people were part of a grab shot but they didn't know it they, yeah. didn't, know it.
0: they didn't know it at unbeknownst all to well, unbeknownst to them unbeknownst to them so um, I would love to hear, at, I don't know if there's anywhere out there, I haven't looked, but actually hearing from Herc Harvey, like, you know, I was just kind of talking about my kind of theory with, like, these little beacons that draw spirits, mm-hmm. like, what he would think of that theory, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, because yeah. I feel like he has a little, or had a little bit more interest in the paranormal beyond, like... You know, what a lot of filmmakers were. And same thing with the with the writer. You know, like they kind of I don't know, it just feels like they put a lot of thought into it, a lot of forethought into the whole the whole piece in general.
1: I don't know, because he supposedly be wrote the script in three weeks. Doesn't matter. So I'm just saying, yeah. I don't know. I wonder if it was something they that they were interested in beforehand or was it just yeah. like Dude, I want to make a horror film. I found this great place <laughs> over here. Write me a script in three weeks.
0: I kind of doubt I, it because it's so good. Uh, I Yeah, yeah. I kind of doubt it. Like that it would just, because it doesn't feel nothing about it. It feels slapdash.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. I yeah. concur. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Should we get into the third?
0: Please. All round right. three.
1: Round three. Ding, ding. Part three of our... What do you
0: call it? Our um, Carnival of Souls, candace Hilligoss special. I'm trying to think
1: of some special big word like to describe it. <laughs> so our grand, how about our grand? Grand. grand.
0: All right. Grand.
3: <laughs> okay. It is grand.
1: Could we talk about a couple specific parts of the movie, right? That we find right entertaining. Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. I got some notes in my little book here. You only have a couple
4: parts you found entertaining. Well,
1: well, I don't want to keep you here for too long. (laughs) So, But my number one note is your creepy neighbor.
4: Oh, Mr. Linden. Yes. The definitive nerd of lust.
1: (laughs) That's the one. That's the one. Definitive nerd of lust. We're going to make some t-shirts with that. Is that okay? Yes.
4: (laughs) And I think I can tell the story now because it's so long ago, but Mr. Linden, as he's trying to peek at Mary Henry, and they photograph his eyeball through the keyhole of the door.
3: Right.
4: And the actor said to me, you know, my friends want to know how I got that sexy look. (laughs) And I said, you have to realize I was using my glass eye. Oh. I didn't know that Mr. Linden had a glass eye.
1: I didn't. I couldn't tell. You yeah. couldn't tell.
4: It looked no. like a real eye. It was yeah. a wonderful eye.
1: Wow, that was a heck of an eye. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, great muscle control. Like yeah. A lot of times you can't. You know, it always look a little off. But yeah, but
4: the eye, the artificial one, stays perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> All right. That's two two breaking news yeah. we got on the right. show. Yeah. So. <laughs>
4: right. Yeah, and, and of course that actor. Went on to, be, to head the theater department at the University of Texas. So when Cisco and Ebert reviewed the movie and they talked about the definitive nerd of lust, his entire <laughs> class saw their professor as a definitive nerd of lust. Right. So he says, "You know, when you go to teach, it was very hard for them to take me seriously because they all started laughing because they had seen the review." and knew i was called the definitive nerd of last.
1: <laughs> yeah, i could see that, that. But he did a great job because he, he made yeah. me uncomfortable.
4: Oh yeah, at and times. He, he said you know what was so funny, Candace, when the movie came out first, my father went to see it. His father lives in Brooklyn. And then 20 years later when his father went to see the revival, mm-hmm. he said to him, Cindy, you got better." <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I'm wondering your relationship with that or sorry, Mary's relationship with the character. Yes. Um, there's times where you're like, no thank you. Right. And then other times you're like, oh, I'm looking forward to having some of that human interaction. What how do you see your well, the character's
4: Well, I think so few people <laughs> wanted to be friends with her. Okay. That at times there was wanting to prove that she was kind of still alive that she could have a friendship or, you know, she was so alone. And half the time, you know, people, she'd go in and out and people couldn't see or hear her, like, you know, the cops and yeah, everyone running right. away from her. And so Mr. Linden could see and hear her. And so she sort of was so lonely. I think it was out of desperation at times.
2: Well, she's also very scared because yes. this yeah, school keeps popping yeah, up. You yeah, know. there
4: is the thing that you know there's no one around to protect her when the ghoul yeah. comes true and you know it's you know she might need extra help somewhere right. down the line
1: the ghoul of course being played by your Kirk harvey hirk harvey yeah. yes yes which in that that is like an iconic yeah. his face and that and kind of that just that the suit he was wearing it's a very iconic image yeah that you can find yeah. i was seen on buttons and shirts and i, you right. know,
2: I think i had a um Famous Monsters of Filmland. Yes. With a shirt. I don't I don't have that shirt anymore. It yeah. fell apart, unfortunately. Otherwise I would have worn it today for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a shirt even before I saw the movie.
4: <laughs> oh well you're forgiven.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> um we had, Caleb and I were talking, we were kind of interested in the interaction between people around town when Mary is going about her business. The men are very pushy. Is that? You mean where? where like, around town when you were in Salt Lake. Oh, in Salt Lake. And, and I mean, in the movie, though, like a lot of the men, like the doctor, he like grabs you in right. the park and basically yeah. says, you're coming with me because even yeah. though I'm not a psychiatrist, we're going to talk about it. Right. <laughs> is that just how men were back then? Or is it like written They're a little more extreme?
4: Well, I think it, <laughs> it's,
1: that's how odd characters were like then. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> we're just wondering because we're kind of like, it seems yeah. to be like a lot of the men in the movie were just, you know, they were pushy. Pushy, so
4: <laughs> particularly but if when you have blonde hair,
3: they okay. get
2: pushy uh, and
3: grabby.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and grabby. <laughs> okay, pushy and grabby. Pushy and grabby. Yeah. That's All the right. worst
2: combination ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you mentioned the salt air, the pavilion. Yes. yes, that is like a character of its own. That oh yes. What was it like filming in this big, gigantic, abandoned that place?
4: Was so spectacular, and so scary. Five men got scared of their own movie filming there late because we were in the middle of the night and if four people left the fifth one say don't leave me alone in here (laughs)
3: they
4: all got they spooked themselves out in that okay so Herc said you know i went to the chamber of commerce of salt lake city and i said i i'd like to rent salt air in the pavilion and they said uh do you want us to go clean it up and he said no 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 just leave it oh Okay, so if we don't have to clean it up, and you have to use it for two weeks, if we charge you $50 rental, and Herc says, if you have to, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> and so he paid them $50. $50 okay. for this Then he says, set. I need dancing ghouls. <laughs> so he went to the Mormon School of Modern Dance, and he saw all these wonderful young Mormons dancing around, And he gave a donation to the school if they would come out and be the ghouls that danced in (laughs) the pavilion. And uh, he said they actually were so excited because they said no one ever asked us to be in a movie before. Right. We'll we'll do anything. (laughs) So they came out. They got on their costumes. They showed him. And then they copied Herc's makeup. And they all blacked their eyes. And they all came out to be on it. And so... Herc says, our next problem is, he says, I brought out our lights and I realized in the pavilion it's not enough. So I looked up in the yellow pages, the electrician department. I I said, do you know how? And they said, well, 30 years ago when it closed, there was an electrician. And if he's still alive, he's the one that knows how to turn it on. Well, he was alive. And he came out and he said, let's hope that it still works. He's the only one that knew where the switch was. <laughs> so he connected Hertz equipment to the ceiling lights, and he went way underneath in a bathhouse that was located in some box, and he turned it on, and the whole place lit up.
3: Wow, wow. Oh,
4: it all lit up. It was so magnificent, and we were so to in the this in The balloons and the tatters and the torn and the, the wonderful decor. This place looks so magnificent. We had no idea that all the people living in the mountains saw it lit up for the first time <laughs> in 30 years and called the police department, said something terrible is happening. I bet it's a fire. <laughs> so all of a sudden we're filming and way in the distance we hear sirens and it gets closer and closer, and closer. And then we look out and we see six squad cars are coming in to get us. Cops jump out with guns ready to be drawn. And Herc appears on the steps in his ghoul <laughs> makeup. And then all the 40 dancers lean over. <laughs> and the cops, what's going, on? what's going on? Herc runs down. And because he's a professor and he used to handling a lot of noisy people he explained to them what we were doing and they asked if it was a john wayne movie by (laughs) any chance so he said no no it's just carnival souls movie and this one they said oh and then they kind of laughed and they went home and we continued on with our making of this movie and uh i said to her i said you know I'm looking really bad now. He said, that's great, because we're shooting a sequence, so the worse you look for your ending, the better for us. Right. I said, oh, okay, because we went around the clock. We never went to bed. We continued filming. We went the next day. We continued, and the dancers went right with us. They never gave up. They were so thrilled to be in a movie, these young Mormon dancers. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So that was our experience with the pavilion.
1: right. Wow. Mm. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. That's a great set that they found, that, or that oh. her,
4: well, her found got
1: the whole idea of the movie just from and, seeing it. And you it, know, yeah.
4: seven years later, it burned down.
1: I heard it's burned a couple times now, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah.
4: Well, they built kind of a little one, and that burned, I think. Mm. But they said that they never had a record of this on film before. They'd done oh. little photos and postcards, but they never s- had it in a movie, this whole big Pavilion. Right. So it's the only record of the pavilion.
1: (laughs) You did a lot of running in that film. Yes. (laughs) You were always running. Yes. Lots of running. Did you
4: and and Herc had said Sydney said Herc had said to him, Oh my God, you when you hired her, did you see her legs? (laughs) And Sydney said, Why? He said, Well, you know, she's going to be running a lot and she's going to be playing an organ and I've got to have a girl that has legs that I can photograph. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, he was so panicked. He was panicked about everything. And then later when he heard I'd been at the Copacabana, he started to laugh because you know, he's so worried I wouldn't have photogenic legs. Right,
2: right. <laughs> little did he yeah. know. You and you were running, running in know. heels, too. Right? Heel. Yeah, yeah, running yeah. in
4: heels, everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything I did, driving a car, jumping into deep water, running. here, Heather and Don, <laughs> you know. Having a one-car accident with him, Mm -hmm. you know. uh, So he was lucky that I, you know, I I kept going for him. Yeah, you were a good sport, (laughs) you got
1: to say. Yeah, I
4: was.
1: (laughs) Has anyone asked you to come to any kind of conventions? Like, you know, where you can sign pictures and things?
4: Yes, I've been to a number of them. You have, okay. Um, Do you like going? The first time it was interesting, you know. (laughs) Uh, The first time uh, was... um, In New Jersey, and uh, I came with you know photographs, and I signed four (laughs) thousand, and we ran out of photos, so they said, "Give us one of your sort of posters." And they went out and they put them all out in paper. They just ran them through a copy machine, and they put them out by the hundred. And I went down and I signed paper because I no longer had, (laughs) and people would grab the paper.
1: Right. Wow.
4: So that, and then I did one in Philadelphia. I did one in Washington D.C. I've done two in Hollywood, and I did um, a couple in New York. Okay, for Fangoria.
1: Fangoria, yes. Yes, I know. I know. We know things about Fangoria <laughs> <laughs> for us horror fans. That was one of the quintessential right magazines. Absolutely, I grew up. So, um, you have a wonderful book out. Yes. That I would love to talk about real quick, okay. if you don't mind. Oh, yes. And you even brought it here for yes. us, Yes. Right? Yes, I so, did. Excellent. Um,
4: Should we hold it up? Yeah, or? let's do
1: that. We'll hold it up. And you can maybe tell everyone okay. where they can get it and like, maybe what it's, okay. it's a lot of fun stuff. Okay. You
4: can read a lot of the, what I said in more depth. And you just go to my website, CandiceHillegoss.com. And you can order it or any photos that you would like. You could also order it, and I will sign them for you. You just tell me how you want me to sign them.
1: Yeah. Hey. I'm going to do it as soon as we're done. Right. So <laughs> I'm going on. <laughs> yes. Excellent. So, and it's a, this is a very nice book, guys. I mean, it's really like yeah, this put together is, very yeah, well. Yeah, this is
4: hardcover. It's yeah. very nice. It's almost like a coffee table book. Okay? I would say it is. Yeah, because yeah. it's not a small book. Right. Tiny book, and I have photos in there, and yeah. photos, and I have a one whole chapter on the entire history of the beginning and end of carnival. Okay, that okay. is in depth that most people will not have known about. Right.
1: So it's worth it just for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Candleshillagos dot com. Right. Awesome. And then there's a little little segment in here. here. Yes. To read for us. Oh yes. All right.
4: Um. Often, uh, uh, Herc Harvey, um. Uh, was always asked um, by filmmakers, you know, they said, I, I don't have any money to make a movie, and uh, uh, can you tell us what what you would t- advise us if you were going to start again and you didn't have money? Of which, of course, he didn't have money, so it was <laughs> <laughs> So he said, and this is what he told me that he said to them... He feels that his legacy of Carnival Souls is a testament to how talent can compensate for the hurdles imposed on independently produced low-budget films. And his advice to young filmmakers was, go for psychological terrors instead of the physical one. Real terror lies within the abstract. You can do anything you set your mind up to make a film. Stress and strange luck will always come together on your side. And that's, and then I said, but you know, if you look at Alfred Hitchcock's movies, they were all psychological terror. Yeah. He did not use special effects. So, all these later films where they have snakes jumping out of people and eating them up—you know, things like that—all that horrible stuff. Yeah, all that horrible <laughs> stuff. So I think his advice is just wonderful. That is yeah. excellent.
0: Thank yeah.
1: you for sharing that. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> it was wonderful having you. Thank you. Thank I feel you. like we could keep talking and talking forever. Yes. yes. Maybe pull some wine out, and okay. we can just you know hang out on the couch <laughs> together. <laughs> <laughs> But eventually we have to let you go. Right. Or call the police on us. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. But Kenneth Hologoss, <laughs> <Candace, laughs> thank you so much. It was wonderful having you here. We really appreciate it. It has been a delight meeting you. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, I'm so <laughs> happy it. to meet you, too. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome. <laughs> so speaking of transitions between scenes, there was something I really liked about this is... None of the transitions between scenes felt cheesy. And in fact, sometimes they were kind of abrupt, which okay. I really liked. And that felt, again, a little against period. Like it felt a little more modern. Mm. All right. um, I love that. Because, I mean, uh, there's no, like, I don't know, really, like, hazy fades or something. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like in, in this case, it would have kind of detracted from this really compelling story. So I'm appreciative of that. Yeah. Yeah. No.
1: I think you can say this movie was ahead of its time, perhaps.
0: Oh, I would definitely say it's ahead of its time. It was ahead of its time, and it um, it has a lot of love in it. It does. It has a lot of love in it. Okay, now can we talk about the creepy neighbor? Please. (laughs) Okay. There's the creepy ghoul, which is fun, and then there's the creepy neighbor, which is gross, and a lot like um, reality, where he's pushy AF, he's like, you know, she She kind of wants to spend time with him because she just doesn't want to be alone. Right. Because she's yeah. kind of going through all this. Um, and, like, he's just, he's rude. He's like, what is the stuff he says to her? Like, oh, you're cold. Are you afraid of men? Like, oh, my God, all these things. that It's just, like, it makes me want to reach into the screen and, like, slap him. <laughs> and um, I, I ugh, hate, yeah. hate him. Hate him because he's too real.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was... I mean, from the beginning, like, the first minute you meet him, you're just, this mm-hmm. guy. It, I mean, oh, honestly, yes. this guy was invented for the word
0: skeezy. Yeah. <laughs> like, skeezy yeah. in <laughs> You look up in the dictionary, and there's his, his picture right there. Well, I mean, like, the so. fact that, like, he doesn't announce that he's not their boarding lady. And, you know, like, he should have said, oh, no, it's Mr. Linden from down the hall. Like, but he doesn't say that. He lets her think it's. Right, her and then like you know doesn't you know kind of turn away she could have closed the door but i get it you know because we have to show that he's skeezy but right. you know so hey, he's like standing there like awful like boundaries sir <laughs> right. he's the perfect example of like you know these dudes who are like i'm a nice guy i have a good job i'm a lot of fun why doesn't she like me and it's like because <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not really any of those things actually You're gross, Mr. Linden. You're gross.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
1: And even if you were a nice guy or had a good job, it's like, if she's not interested, go about your work. Move on. Which is
2: established throughout the movie, by the way, how she just wants to be alone. She doesn't feel the need to have a boyfriend, I think she says at one point.
0: And I think a part Um, of it's because she's... Or she's becoming detached like from the living world right but um i still it no means leave me the f alone <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um yeah. and so you kind of like talk about these these pushy men i mean really like dudes are grabby at her like all the time yeah, yeah. um you know the doctor he like grabs the first, her
2: first meeting in the park
0: oh yeah he's like <laughs> there's no need to be hysterical let me grab you by the arms it's like yeah. oh my god dude like are you really a doctor because this just feels not okay well and that's why Caleb and I were like
1: you know are men pushy like super pushy yeah like in in the era of this film like is that the normal behavior of men or were they written a little more you know on the pushy side to get a point across Or like what was it I mean and you saw the response was it was kind of it was, I, you know, I, I guess I probably would have to say it probably was the way it was.
0: I think it's the way it was, yeah. the way it is. Like it still is. is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Not cases. Not really it was. Not really it was. Yeah. Um, a little less socially acceptable to grab quite that overtly. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah. And not let go. And not let go. <laughs> and be like, come, you must come to my office. Um You know what was really funny, too? Seeing a water fountain after being in the pandemic for so long. Just running?
2: It was just running the entire time. It was just... Yeah. Because even when they walked away... I, I looked at it because, yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, thinking like, yeah, we're in a pandemic right now and we're yeah. to, and, and I'm watching, and it's just running constantly. Is that the
0: way it was for the I have running? no
2: idea. I wasn't alive in 62. They didn't invent on-off. <laughs> <laughs> so, they
0: were like, it's just, just going to run. On. Said, There's nothing right? we can
1: do about we, it. We should invent this thing, like, where it doesn't spurt water out. <laughs> like, what would we do? How would we do? Well, you can't do what anything. You can't, you can't. You can't. No. That's People for all the just water. need to
0: drink continuously. No, mm-hmm. yeah, just keep
1: going. That's That's where all the water from the lake went, <laughs> <It was just laughs> squirting out of the, yes. the water
0: fountain. Like our bathhouse is ruined. All the water fountains. You did this to yourself, people of this Utah, Utah town.
1: It's called off.
0: It's called off. Oh, Mr. Linden needs to be turned off. The water needs to be turned off. Yeah, really, it's all got to be turned off. Um, you know what that made me think of too? Actually, going back to the Linden thing. There was the risque bathtub scene. Yes. Very risque. Though, I mean, for the time, risque.
1: Right. Yeah. They showed her feet. She
0: showed her feet in the water. <laughs> and you know what that means. She was bathing in that she water. She was
1: bathing. I know. A
0: single female in the bath by herself. Oh, but don't worry. I, I'm not judgy about those sorts of things. As oh the, As the lady keeps saying, like, four times. <laughs> I know. She's like, ah, it's fine. Like, I don't. We take all the baths you want. I'm the like,
1: kind of person that would, ju- what, did she, what did she say about that? She says, I wrote it down.
0: Yeah, she has, like, a little phrase she repeats a few times. Take all the baths you want. I'm not about. I'm not one to
1: fuss about that. I
0: don't understand. <laughs> I'm not one to fuss
1: about that. That's why she says it. I
0: don't understand. Do <laughs> like a
1: camera in there? Are people? Like, why are you pushing it so hard?
0: I mean, in my head, I was like, self-care? <laughs> take that bath?
2: I just don't think Utah cares about water.
0: You know what? Maybe <laughs> it's even more why the lake went down.
2: Right, all the baths.
0: All the baths. <laughs> the drinking cartons and the baths. Yeah.
2: All
1: the all That's the we drought today. The, the landlords and all the hotel owners are like, "Take
0: all the baths you want. Take mm. all the baths we
1: won't fuss.
0: it's fine. We have love enough water. water here forever. <laughs> Water's not going away. There's a whole ocean of it just over there. Little do they know. Little did they know. Mm. So this is where we learned uh, in this part of the the interview, the actual cost." of renting that space.
1: Yes. Hard to believe. A mere... How
0: much did you say it was? 50? $50. dollars, zero? Five zero. So even, like, (laughs) in today's money, that wouldn't be a lot comparatively, right? Like... (laughs) (laughs)
1: even back then but yeah yeah. 50 back then was like 500 now maybe i I don't know i'm guessing on that
0: it's so expensive to to film in such a big place like that and it's like really beautiful too yeah exactly you would expect it to be a lot more but they're like no i mean just i don't know don't burn it down i guess take it (laughs) like i'm not very particular just be
1: sure you waste as much water as possible
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's the only thing we ask we're not fussy about it um how about
2: <laughs> okay? Not bad, by the way. Fifty dollars in 1962 is the equivalent of purchasing about four hundred and forty-five dollars.
0: Oh, so. Were you just guessing? I was just guessing. Did nice. a good you know, guess. Not bad.
1: Fairly bad. close. Thank you, Caleb. Psychic. Yeah. Thank you for those facts. Yeah, those are good facts. <laughs> those
0: are good facts to have. <laughs>
1: Did you guys notice the scene in the end? towards the end, mm-hmm. when she's running around to the bus stop and the oh, I love and that. on we'll the pavement yeah. and just running and running. Yeah. In high heels. In high heels. <laughs> yes. Did you notice the sound, the foley work? Oh, yes.
0: I did. Okay, <laughs> I did notice that.
1: So every time I've seen this film, I can't help the Foley work is it misses. This is the one part of the movie it's where I like. the one like,
0: part. Yes. All right.
1: They could have done perhaps a yeah. little better job than having a horse clomping by <laughs> and then recording that and playing that and like it's her. It's hurt.
0: so out of sync. It's yeah. so out of sync too. It's a uh, What do you got there producer Scott? Okay. okay. He has, <laughs> <laughs> he has notes for us at all times. Um, I'm glad you brought up, you know, kind of that whole running part. When she gets onto the bus full of the ghouls, that's like my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> I was like, no,
2: no, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no,
2: no,
0: no, 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 So, I mean, but you got to get there. You got to get to the bathhouse. You got
3: to
0: get
1: there. I've been trying my whole life. Mm -hmm. Get to that bathhouse.
0: What a fun use of, like, a dream sequence, too.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. But that's why the sound was off, because it was a dream.
0: Perhaps. Oh, there you go, Caleb. I I like your reasoning. So, I feel like... We've we've got to talk about our theories on the end. Okay. And what it. it what it all means? Yes. Okay. What does it all What does it all mean? What happened?
1: Caleb's got theories. He always does.
2: I don't though. I mean, you no. Do too.
0: I don't
2: believe no. you. I mean, other it. than just like straightforward what we were shown, like you know.
0: So she was she dead the whole time because y- she's dead in the car.
2: Yes. Sure is. Yeah. Yeah, she's done the whole time. So then, but she's still able to interact and yeah, you know, walk, talk, and go places. Be touched <laughs> by know, people. Have a have yeah. a life, and obviously, you know, can still be grabbed and steered around by men. <laughs> um, quite quite
0: quite handily. Um, I I love. I think we've talked about this. I love the Final Destination movies. It's One of my favorite franchises. Um, hate me all you want. I know I have my supporters out there. I feel the same way. <laughs> the
1: first two, or at least, real good film. I
0: love all of them. I think they're. I think they're fun, and I yeah. love the uh, the theme of you can't escape death. Okay. And this definitely has that. You know, like you you think you can get away, you think you can go on, but you can't. It's gonna find some way to pull you back. And in this case it's the ghouls pursuing her, it's that, like I talked about, the building luring her, because I think on some level she was aware, even if it was subconscious, that she belonged dead, to quote. Okay,
1: because okay. there's a couple different things. There is when she suddenly goes invisible, right? It's right. She goes to the park, and both times she hears the bird in the tree, yes. And that brings it all back. True. Right. Mm-hmm. So why that? Why that? And then the second time when it happens, there's a water effect, like yeah. a blue <laughs> yeah. effect goes across the screen, right? Because she drowned, right? And then she's back into the no one can hear me phase, right? So. And I have to go with I think she is a spirit of some kind walking around yeah. and that for some reason it's just
0: right. she can't get away. She kind of escaped, sometimes. like a loophole. Kind yeah, of. somehow like, she got out. Yeah, somehow. she kind of right. got out, but she wasn't really supposed to. Right. Um, I also was thinking about could be fun. Maybe there's something like she's experiencing a little bit of like an alternative timeline that like wasn't supposed to happen, a little schism. Oh, And maybe. she kind of oh. like jumps Jacob's over. Ladder. Yeah, but she wasn't, like, supposed to, you know? Um, so when
1: she's with her, that creepy neighbor, it's like a skeezy schism.
0: The skeezy schism. <laughs> it's a skeezy, that's the name of our new band, Skeezy Schism. <laughs> Skeez- 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 <laughs> S- but yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, Souls being in the title, it does kind of, in, you know, it does kind of lead one to believe that she is dead, and she kind yeah. of... And you know, it just makes you think, like, is that what goes are? Do they sometimes seem exactly like real people, like to the point where you can touch? Right. You can touch them. Touch them. <laughs> I'm trying to find out if Nails I, and Ghosts. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> I, I, got, I don't know, but does that mean that you know? Is is what's really happening? Are the are the other people really there, or is that right. just part of her ghost? You know dream. What, what she's seeing. Yeah. Her.
0: Right. And why didn't anybody else? get out and have the ghost experience. Or maybe all the,
1: all the ones that she's seeing, she can't talk to her alive, and everyone she can are dead. She's only yeah. interacting with
0: dead multiple folks. multiple ghosts everywhere. Yeah. So, like, yeah. everybody in the boarding house is dead. Yep. Um, also, I think it was super rude of uh, the preacher man to fire her. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> but then invite her
2: back to church if she oh, wants yeah, to. Oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah.
0: You can just, like, yeah. come get my help. What the F was that? Yeah. And, he, right. and, of course, then he's like, blasphemy! Heresy! <laughs> or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> Sir the organ is a creepy instrument. You yeah, can we didn't hardly, even talk
2: about the organ. <laughs> you
0: can hardly blame the woman that sometimes I mean I love a little organ music, that little creepy fun organ music. Could I listen to hours of organ music? I'm gonna say no.
2: Um, oh, see, I loved it. I, I thought it was great. I love uh, the organ. That first shot where she's playing, where it's down. Oh,
0: the ginormous down, one.
2: And you see all the pipes. Well, that's the, incredible. You know, that's a I feat mean, of
0: engineering.
2: That's, that's yeah. so cool. That is a feat so of engineering. Cool. And
0: it's amazing. But, um, yeah, I'm just saying it's not her fault that the organ sounds creepy sometimes.
2: <laughs> but
1: you like a good Haunted Mansion organ, right?
0: That's what I'm saying. I love a little... I I couldn't do hours upon hours so of the organ So you couldn't sit at the
1: Haunted Mansion in Disneyland That's forever? different.
0: That's one loop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's one good one. That's one good one. And, like, it's it's impressive to watch people play the organ, too. Absolutely, Like yeah, With and their feet. Their, their feet. And yeah, it's a whole body yeah. thing. Yeah. And I think it's kind of cool, just also as a side note, that her character, a woman, is this expert on the organ. And maybe this is because of, like, the whole death thing, but that she wants to move to parts unknown by herself, drive there, and, like, live there in a, you know a not boarding house, (laughs) whatever they call it. And, um, I think that's pretty badass. Like,
2: Mm -hmm. no, it's cool. Yeah. And I had another thought too, because when she was still at the organ factory, uh, the, the guy asked, are you going to stop and see your parents? And she's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to push on through, you know, again, establishing she wants to be alone. She doesn't want, you know, any ties or.
0: I thought of that immediately in that scene too, because it kind of feels like, Does she want to be alone because she knows she's kind of dead? And then also, like, would her parents, like, people who know her really well, would they be able to tell, like, Mm -hmm. that she's Mm -hmm. actually dead? Right. And, like, they keep telling her, like, you have no soul. Ooh, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I knew there was something. I wrote down. that's why we're twinsies.
1: (laughs) That's why we're twinsies. There's several times that it's mentioned, actually. Yes. Um... I wrote them down, and it has to be okay. So you need to, yeah, put more. See, you need more than intellect to play music. Put your soul into it. Put your soul into it. We have. But an, she
0: hasn't got one. She used one. She's right. floating. I don't know.
1: And then the priest says, "When she arrives, we have an organ that's capable of stirring the soul." And then uh, someone tells her, "I feel sorry for you and your lack of soul."
3: Wow, it's so,
2: a okay. lot of soul. So that's yeah. A, there's a three reoccurring, re- re- reoccurring theme.
0: Yeah, of, they're
2: feeding you. They're feeding you little,
0: little, little tidbits. Little tidbits. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, of like, are uh, you picking it up? Are you getting it? She's dead, <laughs> <laughs> but in the best way, in the best, best way. And does that like mean that she's dead, wandering around without a soul, like she's kind of a zombie, or does it mean like she's a, just hella soul? I don't, I don't
1: know. know. know.
0: Fascinating. I
1: think people should watch the film and make their you own. You must weigh in. Definitely. You must. Definitely. You must. All right. So, can we thank again Candace Hilligoth for coming on, though? Of course. Candace, of thank course. you so much. Thank you. Please go to her website, candithilligoth.com, and pick up the book. It is a beautiful book. Um, and the picture, she'll sign it for you. I mean, it's, it really is. She's a wonderful, wonderful lady. And uh, we can't thank her enough again for being here. So thank you, Canis. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. a lot of fun. Classic, classic. <laughs> <laughs> so what
0: else? Oh my goodness. Well,
1: did you pick something for us for next week?
0: It is my pick.
1: It's your pick. Do you know what you're doing?
0: Well, kind of. Okay. Well, I I need to look at a calendar. Oh, Okay. Wait, can we discuss it really quickly? Caleb, okay, uh, buy us time. Buy us time, real quick. are we done now yeah (laughs) okay everybody thank you for joining us for carnival of souls and if you're ready we're ready red white and boo part two for our can you believe it is fourth of july already nope cannot believe it
1: happen quick
0: So we are going to be continuing our Red, White, and Boo segment from last year uh, with a slight twist. We will be discussing Return of the Living Dead, which is set on the 4th of July.
1: 4th of July movie. And if we're lucky, maybe we'll have more firework mishaps. (laughs) We (laughs) did last year. (laughs) We can only help. Well, amongst ourselves. Yeah, I was but, gonna say they
0: weren't like real. I mean,
1: yeah. We can make that happen. We could try. Yeah, we could try. But
0: um, that's super exciting.
1: Yes, Return of the Living Dead. One of my favorite zombie flicks
0: and my top ten. Yeah, top we've, seven horror films. We've talked about it briefly um, before on this show, but we've never really kind of deep dove and and like dedicated an episode to it. So right. this will be really exciting. Yeah, and it's a lot of people's. Um, love it or love to hate it or have nostalgic feelings for it. So I think this would be very interesting.
1: Who hates Return of the Living Dead? There are people. No. Oh,
0: my God. You know what you're doing right now? Gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. (laughs) Gatekeeper.
2: (laughs) What does that mean? You're locking the the gate. gate.
0: I'll explain it to you later. (laughs) I'll explain it to you later.
2: You're not letting people in? You're not
0: letting people in. You're saying, like, you can't not like this movie or you're, like, not a real horror fan. That's what you're doing right now.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's true. I'm walking it's, am a, it's in not, the not a good thing because the then there
0: could be people like me that's like you don't like scream. The fuck's wrong with you? You're not a real horror fan. That wouldn't be true. See, see, see. Doesn't feel good though when the croc's on the other foot. All right, everybody. Till so we meet again.
1: Oh, cheers! Cheers! Happy Friday! Happy weekend! Happy.
2: Happy, happy. joy, joy. Happy go home. Happy go home. Thanks for being in chat. All of you. Yeah, I see you. I see last you. Last yeah. one of you, even those that didn't speak up, we appreciate you. We love
0: you. Hot people.
2: All our new subscribers, we love you too. You're great. All right. Say goodbye one, one more time.
4: the definitive nerd of lust.